0: Hey guys, this is Jordan Kronopoulos, host of the JC Podcast. Excited to bring Javier Gonzalez with First Heritage Mortgage. Javier, thank you for being here.
1: Hey Jordan, thank you so much for having me. As Jordan said, my name is Javier Gonzalez. I have a team, the Piedmont Mortgage Group over at First Heritage Mortgage. And this year I I have helped over 100 people invest into real estate. So I'm excited to be here. Let's get started.
0: Awesome. We'll be talking about the FHA loan. Let's get into it. Okay, so Javier, what is an FHA loan?
1: An FHA loan is a loan backed by the Federal Housing Administration that allows home buyers to get into a home with only 3.5% down. I really like this program because it's beneficial for a lot of first-time home buyers that may not be looking to put the full 20%, and they're looking to get into a home with as little cash as possible.
0: So this seems like a great option, especially for consumers looking to put you know, low money down. So does this mean, for a let's say $1 million dollar house, I could just put thirty five thousand dollars down?
1: Uh huh. That's a really really good question. So, no, because what they have is they have loan limits. For twenty twenty, the loan limit for FHA was seven hundred and sixty five thousand. Now for twenty twenty one, with the economy increase, again being better, the loan limit has increased, which gives you a lot more flexibility. So now you could put three and a half percent down, which, which is $30,000 of 852. So the max that you can buy is eight and a house for 852 if you only put three and a half percent down. If you can, you can always put more money down, right? But if you're looking to put the least amount of money possible, 852 will be your cap. Now, this is a significant increase from last year. Last year, you're looking at a purchase price of 790. And Jordan, you being an agent, how do you think that this helps consumers being able to go from 790 to now 8 you know 850?
0: So, as most people know, it is a seller's market. Um, things are still flying off the shelf. So, what this does now is, you know, typically. You know there's a threshold for that 799 800 price point and sometimes now getting into those escalations those multiple bidding situations where you know as a consumer you're capped out at only being able to put eight hundred thousand dollars down now now with being increased significantly it now just gives buyers a lot more availability and you know a lot more to see knowing that there's not much out there in terms of inventory
1: yeah, that that's incredible. I mean, before you were capped at seven ninety three and a half percent down. Now you can go up to eight fifty, which just gives you a lot more options and a lot makes you a lot more competitive in these competitive markets. And you know, Jordan, that was great information.
0: Awesome. So let's talk about and how we can get more creative in negotiating what's called closing costs for the buyer. So let's say. Hypothetically, the sale price is $800,000. What I would normally advise my buyer to do is bump that up to eight hundred dollars to eight ten, dollars and now ask for $10,000 seller subsidy, which then it reduces the cash to close to bring to the table by $10,000. And I'll let Javier break down what that number means ultimately for you.
1: So, Jordan, I think that that's a fantastic idea. and I'm a, I'm a fan of using this as a strategy simply because now you're buying, you know, a property for, like we said, eight hundred thousand, eight ten. You're still only going to put down around thirty thousand dollars, and you can keep that ten thousand in your pocket. The ten thousand dollars difference in the loan amount and the purchase price, it only, it, it's only fifty dollars a month in your monthly payment, right? So when you really break down the break-even point, which we get by dividing the ten thousand by fifty dollars you're looking at 200 months. So it's over 16 years for you to recoup the initial $10,000 investment that you put in. So personally, I would prefer to keep my cash because cash is king, and use it for another investment down the line than pay the $50, you know, less every month. So Javier, a lot of
0: questions I get asked is, you know, as a buyer, what if I overpay for this property?
1: That's a great question. And I actually hear the same thing as well. But one thing to consider is that an FHA loan that's required an appraisal. So the appraiser is gonna go out and make sure that the house is really worth what you're buying it for. And you also have to be mindful that if a bank's giving you, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars, the bank's investing the property with you. So if the house is not worth it, the bank is not gonna be going the investment with you either.
0: Okay, awesome. So it seems like you know these high price points, they sound great and all, but what about something that's more relative? So now let's break down a home in Montgomery County, let's say for a purchase price of $300,000.
1: No, that's, that's absolutely true. So $300,000, you can get in this home with only 3.5% down, which is $10,500. And let's assume that you can get the seller to cover your closing costs. So that means that 10,500, is all you have to bring to closing. The monthly payment will be about $1,700 plus any HOAs or condo fees, and the reason it's so low, and this is one of my favorite things about FHA loans, is that they have some of the lowest rates out there. Today, as of December 10, 2020, the rate is
0: 2.25%. Okay, no, that's awesome. So realistically, let's say the property is $300,000, we bump up the sale price to 310 kind of jumping back to what we were saying before, and we asked for a $10,000 seller subsidy, so ultimately we can get your closing costs covered, and really all you have to come up with, whatever your down payment is, which at this point is 3.5% down. So all in, like you said, is $10,500. Sweet, so now let's talk about people that want to leverage more of their investment. Maybe looking into multi-units. What are the options available for using the FHA
1: 3.5% down? So if a chase great when it comes to multi multi-family homes because you can buy a two-unit, you can borrow up to a million fifty-three. For a three-unit, you can borrow up to a million two hundred seventy-two. For a four-unit, you can borrow up to a million five hundred eighty-one. And all of these are loan amounts after putting three and a half percent down. Which personally, I think that this is crazy. It's amazing because you can technically buy a four-unit home, multi-family home. At a million six hundred and forty, with only three and a half percent down, which is fifty-seven thousand dollars, isn't that incredible? So that sounds great and all, but we're talking about you know million-dollar, million and a
0: half-dollar you know mortgages. How you know I can't afford all of that. So you know what, what's the catch?
1: So there's actually no catch, and this is what makes FHA one of my favorite loan programs. They actually allow you to use rental income of the units that you are not going to be living in to qualify. So in the event of you buying a two-unit, what we'll do is we'll take the income, the potential rental income for the second unit that you're not going to be living in, and we'll consider that as part of your income going forward. That way, we can put not just add your regular income, but we'll also add the rental income so we can do our best to qualify you for the purchase price that you are looking to get to. So this honestly seems like
0: a, a pretty sweet option for maybe that someone wants to get a duplex, a three or four unit, maybe live in one, rent the others, you know, even possibly rent some rooms in, in their own property and house hack. You know, Let's talk about a real life scenario with the current client.
1: So in this particular scenario, I actually have a, a home buyer that's buying a, a four unit multifamily in DC for 800,000 he's chosen to actually put 5% down. So his down payment is about $40,000. The seller is covering his closing costs. So he's gonna buy an $800,000 four unit multifamily home for only $40,000 down. His mortgage is gonna be $4,400. But Jordan, before you or any of our listeners start saying, oh my God, $4,400, that's a lot of money. This is the beauty of this FHA program for multifamily homes. The other three units that he's not going to be living in, they each rent for $1,600 a month. Meaning that from the three rental units, he gets $4,800 in income that he can use to qualify, not just qualify for this home, but also after he pays his mortgage, he's making $400 a month. So literally, he's living there for free, and on top of that, he's getting paid four hundred dollars. Isn't that amazing? I mean, where where have you even heard of something like this, right?
0: Yeah, I mean that's fantastic. And honestly, what I'm thinking is, what you know, what happens, you know, if he needs to move out, maybe he wants to move out, go somewhere else. So what happens with his
1: current unit? Then he also rents it for another sixteen hundred dollars a month. At that point, his cash flow becomes two thousand dollars a month after the mortgage is paid. So to me, this kind of scenario is like it's a no-brainer.
0: So not only are you really, you know, two K a month, that's twenty four K of just cash flow annually, but then you're not only you're thinking about this is Washington DC properties are only gonna keep going up in price. So not only do you have a, a cash flow positive investment property, but you have a, a sitting piggy bank, you know, where it's gonna keep going up and inflating each and every year. So this is a lot of great information. You know, Javier, I thank you so much. This is amazing. And just keep in mind, guys, that what we're going into, we wanted to make it as generic as possible. So any other questions, feel free to reach out to myself or Javier. I'm gonna plug them in the podcast and as well as a post so, Javier, thank you.
1: No, Jordan, thank you so much for having me. It's been a, it's been a fun time, and you know I look forward to uh, doing this again when we talk about convection lens. Awesome, man. Let's get it.